take your Bibles and turn with me to the Gospel of Luke, chapter number six. The Gospel of Luke, chapter number six, and we'll begin reading at verses 27 down through verse 36. Luke's Gospel. Chapter 6, verses 27 through 36, and it reads, But I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, and pray for those who spitefully use you. To him who strikes you on the one cheek, Offer the other also. And from him who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Give to everyone who asks of you. And from him who takes away your goods, do not ask them back. And just as you want men to do to you, you also do to them likewise. But if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those whom you hope to receive back, what credit is that to you? For even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much back again. But love your enemies, do good, lend hoping for nothing in return, and your reward will be great. And you will be sons of the Most High, for he is kind to the unthankful and the evil. Therefore, be merciful, just as your Father also is merciful. Let's pray. Daddy, we stand in awe of your word this morning. We thank you for the power of your words, Lord. Just reading those words, we sense the power and the presence of Jesus here right now. Those are cutting words, Lord. They're cutting words because they go contrary to the natural way of thinking. Yet, Jesus, you called us to be a people of distinction. You called us to be different. You called us to raise the bar. So we're here this morning, Jesus, because we know you have something to say. Nobody's moving, nobody's talking, but our hearts, Lord, is ready for you to speak. 
This is your moment, Lord. This is the moment where we allow the Spirit of God to do in us what only the Spirit of God can do. Transform us right now. Transform us, Lord. We ask it. Father, we are receiving. We are letting down all barriers this morning. Holy Spirit, we're not going to get in the way. We just want you to have full reign in this place. Because we know that change happens when we surrender to your will. That's our aim today. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated in the Lord's presence. We are continuing our series uh, that we had uh, began a couple of weeks ago. And the title of this series is High Def Christianity. And the purpose of the series is to extrapolate those things and those characteristics that makes us different as Christians. What, make, what makes us distinct? Those things that when people on the outside look at us, that they can see and take note that we have been with Jesus. So the first week we had built upon the theme of the call to be different as we explored how that being different is really a part of our inheritance and we need to learn to embrace that and understand that that's part of our calling, as part of who we are as Christians and how God wants us to live. In the second week, yet last week we dealt with the call to integrity, how that every Christian needs to be a person of integrity. Our word should mean something, amen? We should say what we mean and we should mean what we say. So we talked about how that integrity, it stands out in a culture today that is embedded with lies, embedded with deception on so many fronts. Jesus called us to be light and darkness. Today, I want to deal with this subject entitled High Deaf Love, specifically loving your enemies. I had, uh, as I was praying about those things that that makes us distinct and very different as believers. And the Lord had impressed this upon my heart to talk about this subject. I must confess that I was a little bit reluctant uh, only because I had taught on this subject about uh, three months ago. Last I talked about it was in the month of February. And so I thought to myself, well, little Lord, I. I like to try to give you people a fresh word. This is, this is me thinking. Uh, something unique, something different. And no matter how I try to get around this, God brought me back here. And you'll understand as we proceed in this message why that is. Um, when you talk about loving enemies, and many of us have enemies, some of, them, some of the enemies we know, some of them we we don't know. But when you think about loving your enemies, there's nothing that is more difficult than loving people that hurt you. There's nothing more difficult than loving somebody that you know don't have your best interests at heart. It's very difficult. And if Jesus said this, Jesus says that the greatest of these 
things is love. And if the greatest of these is love, then the best way that that love is to be expressed is in loving your enemies. How many know that when you truly love your enemies, you are outside the box? Because the world don't teach you to love your enemies, right? The world don't teach you. So if we, as we talk about this this morning, we last talked about loving your enemies. We talked about it from the standpoint of our responsibility and the fact that we know that we're supposed to do it. Everybody in here as a Christian, you all know that you're supposed to love your enemies. But we're going to take it a little bit deeper this morning. We're going to pull the scab off a little bit and we're going to go deeper. And so the purpose of today is to motivate you to do it. So you know you ought to do it. You know you're supposed to love your enemies. And we'll expound on some of those things again, some of those principles. And we're going to be a little bit more raw, if you will, for lack of better words, so that we can really capture the essence of what Jesus was trying to say. But the goal is, is to move us from a place of knowing what I'm supposed to do to actually doing it. Pastor, how do I love my enemy? Not just, I mean, no, it's very easy to say I love everybody as a Christian. If I had a conversation with most people, you would, you would not tell me somebody you hate. You're a Christian, you wouldn't say that. And we often, we, we would say emphatically, I love everybody. Even the people that we don't want to have nothing to do with, that we try to avoid like the plague, don't want nothing to do with, I don't even want to fellowship, don't even look at me. So we've interpreted love to mean, uh, you know, just as long as I don't go back and do something to you, that's love. But I'm going to go deeper. I know Jesus goes deeper. Jesus, I can't imagine Jesus walking around holding a grudge or an attitude. Somebody say amen with me and help me pray. How many know that you're supposed to be like your father? And so with Jesus, and so what he wants to do today is he wants to bring us to a place where it becomes very real in our life. See, 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 the Jews understood this. When Jesus first was preaching this to the Jews, and then we, we will analyze our text in a second, you got to understand that the Jewish people, that they were under oppression by the Roman authorities in that day. And so when you heard the phrase, when, when, when they heard Jesus say, love your enemies, they fully knew what that meant. Because the Romans had did them wrong in their eyes. They were oppressive. And so for Jesus to say, love your enemies, it's like, oh, if one thing is to love my neighbor, which really, by the way, covers your enemies. We'll talk about that here in a moment. But, but, but it's a whole other thing when Jesus, Jesus, he actually says, no, I want you to, to love the people that's made your life very difficult. How I mean, no, that's a challenge. Because Jesus' standard was always, watch this, it was always above the standards of the world. You see, if we're going to impact and change the world, then that means that we have to live at a higher standard. When the world responds this way, when you as an enemy, when you do something to me, I respond back to you equivalent or the same way. When we have that kind of attitude, we're no different than the world and we can't change the world. See, you're supposed to be a high definition Christian. Say high definition. You're supposed to be a high definition Christian, which means that you are called to raise the bar, right? 
We're called to raise the bar in such a way that people look at your life and say, what are you? What kind of person are you? Do you understand what I just did to you and what I just said to you and you still treat me like this? How do you know that will get you standing out real quick? Evangelistically speaking, there is no greater love than loving your enemy. You want to really make a difference evangelistically? You want to really reach people for Christ? Here's what you do. Love your enemy. Because you know why? Nobody else does it. And we're supposed to be that example, right? How many say, well, I want to be like Jesus? How many say, I want to be like Jesus? I want to make a difference. I'm telling you today how you can make that difference. You must make a commitment in your mind that today, Pastor Bailey, today I am committing myself to loving my enemy. I want you, everybody in here, to not only, by the time this message concludes, I not only want you to come to that revelation, I want you to walk out of here saying that I'm going to do something tangible to express my love to my enemy. And then when you do it, I bet you that we will have a boatload of testimonies of people saying or trying to get you locked up or put away because they don't understand what has come over you. Amen. Because you're different. The Sermon on the Mount was powerful because it was so different. It was so different. It was so unique. And yet what the devil fights us so much because he wants us to hold on to grudges. He wants us to get back at our enemy. He wants us to get back at the people that wronged us. How I many know it's natural? Pastor didn't say it's not natural. It's natural. It's natural to want to strike back or do unto others like they did to you. Who did you wrong? It's natural, but it's not godly. And so this message is going to hit you right between the eyes and you have a chance. You have a choice today. You have a choice to say, well, pastor, I received that because it's the word of the Lord. Or you can do like some folk do. Well, the Lord is still working on me with that. So it's going to take time. And I say all the time, why take time and drink poison if you know it's going to kill you? Nobody here will say I would drink poison and take my time. No poison. You spit it out. I'm going the way of Christ. I'm going the way of Christ. Though none go with me, I'm going the way of Christ because I have determined that this is the best way for my life. I want the fullness of what God has for me in every aspect of the word. I want to live my life full and complete. Full and complete. The full measure of grace that God has for me. I want it. How many of you want what's yours? I want what's mine. I want what's mine. And I know that it's hard to get there. Jesus said it this way. We'll examine our text. I don't really want to keep it that long this morning. I really don't. Well, before that, I, got, I have to do this. Let me define enemy because I want to make sure that we all understand who that is. Enemy means this. It's one seeking to injure or overthrow. Think with me. One who is harmful, watch this, or even deadly. Someone who tries to attack, harm another. A desire and intention to hurt someone else. Someone who has hurt you, where there's mutual hostility. Words associated with enemy are words such as anger, hatred, 
frustration, envy, jealousy, fear, and distress. So if I were to sum up all of that, here's how I'll sum it up. Y'all stay with me. Nobody, y'all stay with me. Watch this. He says, my enemy is someone who seeks to hurt me, injure me. He wants to injure or she wants to injure my reputation, my way of living, to sabotage everything that's good in my life. Their desires to see me fail, and they entertain ways to make it happen. How many know that's an enemy? They talk of evil of me and seek to separate me. They are jealous of me and won't stop at nothing to see my demise. I would say that qualifies for an enemy. These are people oftentimes who have been hurt. Boy, I hope we can get that. And they want to take it out on you. An enemy is a person or persons who have intense dislike toward each other. That was pretty broad, wasn't it? <laughs> so you get the picture now of what an enemy is. So Jesus starts off as we examine the text. We're looking at, I'm just going to stay here today. We examine the text in Luke chapter number six. Look at the first thing that Jesus says as he introduced this very powerful concept. Stay with me. He says now, but verse 27, but I say to you who hear. It's interesting that Jesus say that. He said, I say to you who hear. In other words, I have something very powerful for you. I have something that will change and revolutionize your life. But here's the, here's the thing. Can you hear it? Jesus said that because he knew that some people will be listening and they don't want to hear that. How many of you know what I'm talking about? You don't want to, if you got an enemy, if an enemy, if something has come up in your mind right now, you see an image, let's deal with that today. Amen. If, if an image has come into your mind, deal with it today. Because that's what God wants to heal you at. So Jesus said, now, if you can hear this, before he even talked about it, he said, if you can hear, because he knew that some people will be there probably, and they said, nope, 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 no, ain't no way after what they did to me. You do not know, Jesus, what this Roman, what this person, how they treated me. And Jesus said, no, 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 no. It doesn't really matter. If you can hear this, you will be a fountain of life. You will be a bridge over troubled waters. You will be the difference in the earth. You truly would be the salt of the earth. If you can hear this, because what I'm about to say is going to challenge you. What I'm about to say is going to be very different. What I'm about to say, everything in your being is going to want to resist it. I understand that is hard. How many know Jesus understands? But his requirement has not changed. Now watch. He says now, here's what he says. He said, love your enemies. That word love, I looked it up a little bit in the Greek. It's agapio. It means show, to show, to demonstrate. <laughs> Y'all know where this is going, right? When Jesus says love your enemies, he don't say just, it's not that we just say I love you. He's saying, in the agape, in the Greek form of that word, he's saying, the kind of love that I'm talking about is a kind of love whereby you demonstrate it. Some act of kindness, 
has nothing to do with how you feel at this moment. How many know the way that you feel oftentimes is just the way you feel? You got depressed beyond that. Some of you probably didn't feel like coming to church this morning, but you got up and you came anyway. If you live your life based on your feeling, you're always going to be shortchanged. Jesus, he recognized, he knew, and so he said, now, I want you to love your enemies. In other words, I want you to dream up ways. <laughs> I want you to think of ways to bless the person that has harmed you, injured you, talked about you, made your life difficult to some extent. I want you to think a way to show them love. I even know that's powerful. So love your enemies. He says now, do good to those, watch this, who hate you. He said, do what? Isn't it interesting how you say that? He says, do good. The word hate is extreme dislike. How many know that there are some people in this world that don't like you? Anybody know of anybody who don't like you? Is there anybody that you don't like? Oh, we getting holy today. <laughs> we having church up in here. Uh, this is real church. <laughs> because God's putting his finger right on that. He's putting his finger on it. And he's saying, I expect you as my son and my daughter, I expect you to rid yourself of those feelings. To rid yourself of the, of the appetite that wants to get revenge. To rid yourself of wanting to go back and do what they did to you and be their justice jury, their, their judge jury and everything else. You know what I'm talking about. Because how many know we know how to do that too? Amen. I ain't going to wait for God to bring you. I'm going to bring it myself. <laughs> but I just want you to know you can think like that. But the problem is Jesus don't think nothing like that. And he has the power to throw people into hell. He created heavens and earth. He has the power to destroy. He created all things. And he don't think nothing like that. He says, I want you to love your enemies. I want you to do good to every one of them. Pastor, you're crazy. That's what they said about Jesus. I think I'm in good company. He said, bless those who curse you. Now, now I want, we're building on this. I want you to stay with this. Bless. Everybody say bless. bless. That word bless in the Greek means speak well of. Watch this. It's in the context of your enemy. To speak well of, watch this, confer prosperity and happiness upon. Somebody say, uh. See, bless, to speak well of, to confer prosperity and happiness upon. This is one, this is the one, the same person that's hoping and praying that you fail in life. God says, no, but, but you when they talk about you, you go back and speak well of them. I mean, if you look good enough, if you look close enough at everybody, you can find some good in anybody. Amen. Amen. I know some of you say, oh, you all know, Pastor, this person, you can't. Look, you can find, look, if they brush their hair or they brush their teeth, you can say, hallelujah. They brush their teeth. Your teeth look great today. You brush your teeth. That's a good thing to say about them. You, I, I use a crazy example to let you know that you can always figure ways to bless somebody, even your enemies. There's some good in everybody. You know why there's fundamentally some good in everybody? Fundamentally, it's because you're made in the image of God. Amen. 
So you're of value. You're of great worth. Jesus, he doesn't let us off the hook. How do you know he's not going to let you off the hook? <laughs> I'm the bearer of bad news today. He says, pray for those who despitefully use you. We're talking about praying for somebody who on purpose, everybody say on purpose. On purpose. Not accidentally did something and hurt you. Not accidentally made a bad choice and a bad decision. Not, 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 not accidentally. This is somebody who on purpose, everybody say purpose. They were using you and they knew they were using you. They had planned to use you. They were taking advantage of you the whole time. They didn't care nothing about you. They just want to use you for what they could get out of you. And when they got done, they just kicked you to the curb. How many know what I'm talking about? He said, pray for them. <laughs> they just, the one that kicked you to the curb, the one who used you to get on top. They took your position while the whole while you thought they were your friend, but on the back end, they were manipulating and using you to fulfill their own lust, their own desire, and their own drive. How many know that's called being taken advantage of? Amen. Jesus said, pray for them. You pray for somebody. I hope that when you pray for me, you pray for me. See, when you pray for me, you pray what's in my best interest. Not, Lord, I pray that you kill them. Lord, I pray that you get them. Lord, you know how they hurt me. God, sick them, get them. I'm telling you right now, God don't hear it. Because that ain't the heart of Christ. He's, our, he's letting you in to how he thinks. He's, he's giving you a mind check. He said, you want to know how I think? You really want this? Do you really? He said to Peter and John, do y'all really? You know, man, one of them said, Lord, let me sit on your right hand and let me sit on your left. You remember the, the, the two brothers and apostles asked you? And Jesus said, you don't know. Do, do, you really, do you really, really know what you're asking me? Do you really, really know? That when you say, Lord, have your way, Lord, do what you want. Do you really, really understand? What that? That's not just a cliche to make us feel good on Sunday morning. This is deep. It's going to cost you something. You will have to cry. And you cannot do this in your own power. That's why he's giving you the Holy Ghost. Because he knows that in and of yourself, none of us can do this by ourselves. We got to rely, but, but you know, we first got to at least be open to the fact that, Lord, if that's what you want me to do, your will be done. And you may have to cry while you're doing it, while you're praying for it. You might be in tears. But if you stay the course, here's what I found out in life. That when I keep doing what my flesh don't want to do, eventually if I keep doing it long enough, my flesh catches up. And it submits because... I'm imposing the will of God there in my life, in that situation. And we got to run because we got to get done here. Now watch. So you already heard, so you, you're praying for your enemies right now, right? Amen. You see that image? Amen. So right now, because I, I, I can tell you, God is showing me some things. I see images in your head. God is showing me some things. There's some stuff going on out there. I can feel it in the spirit. God is pray for them. 
love them. Do something to show who you are. There's enough people out there saying I'm a Christian. Do something. Amen. What do you do to show me you are real? Show me somebody. How many know there are people out there today looking for somebody that will really follow this? Not portions of it, not the parts of it that's really convenient for me and the parts that I like because Christians who know the word are even good at extrapolating what they like and the rest they push to the side. We've even gotten to a point now that we try to say, well, it ain't for this time. What Jesus was saying what was really, was really uh, 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 relegated to that time. No, no, no. These truths are eternal. He changes not. His personality, who he is, God's never changed. God has always loved the evil. God has always loved the evil. God has always loved the evil. What I mean, I say evil, not evil, but evil people. God has always loved them. And he does good to them. I'll show you that in a second. How many of you got neighbors and people you know that they're not following God, but they're doing okay? They're blessed. Amen. How many of you know I'm talking about? You know why? Because God, see, if it was me, if it was God, why? If, if, if it was pastor, everybody say, thank God you ain't God. Say that. Thank God, pastor ain't God. Because if it was me, I'd be like, I'd be like, you know, you know, you know, you don't even, you don't even acknowledge me. I mean, you're sucking up my air, living in my house, driving my nice car, playing on my nice green golf course, enjoying my nature, and you don't give me two seconds? You don't even acknowledge me? And then, and then anytime somebody say anything about me, you turn me off. You want nothing to do with me. That's it. How many know God don't think that way? Amen. God is good. Amen. He's good to the righteous. And he's good to the unrighteous. You know why? Because he's a good God. God is good. That's why he does it. But you, on the other hand, you look at that. You, God, why? Why, God, do you bless that person? They don't do that, nah, 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 nah. But look at me. <laughs> yeah, look at you. You ought to know better. You know him. You should know better. <laughs> But then Jesus takes this stuff. He said, and watch this. He said, to whom, to him, watch this. To him who strikes you on <laughs> one cheek. This is where everybody just start turning this off. Offer the other one also. And from him who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Now, does that literally mean that Jesus is saying that, that you'll go to, you'll do, walk around and be a punching bag? I think it's possible, but I don't think that Jesus was really saying that per se. I think there's a deeper place he was going. See, see what Jesus said, when somebody strikes you, you, you know that the normal response is that we fire back, right? But what Jesus is saying, that, Jesus is saying that you as my son, my daughter, you don't fight back. Your disposition is this. I'm not here to fight you. They may, they may even get in a posture, but your, your disposition is, listen, I'm not going to fight you. And they may be coming. I ain't trying to fight. Look, I come in peace. The Bible says, blessed are the what? Peacemakers, for these are the children of God. I'm not trying to fight you. So let me know that people can't fight by themselves. So and my enemy wants to attack me, fight. He, did, did Jesus said, here's your disposition. I come in peace. I come 
in peace. I don't come to fight. I come to, to be a friend. I come, by, by the way, the best way to overcome your enemy is to make him your friend. Overcome evil by doing good. You want to overcome your enemy? How many know it takes a big Christian to make your enemy your friend? But that's the goal I'm at right there. I want the person that hates me, don't like me, I want one day to be able to say, hey, brother, how you doing? Hey, sister, how you doing? And we have good fellowship together in Jesus because he can turn it. Amen? Jesus can turn it that way when we walk according to these principles. As you want men to do to you, in verse 31, he said, do likewise. So Jesus there is not even what Jesus is essentially saying there is that the way that you treat people is not based on how they treat you. I want to say that again. The way that you, as a Christian, treat people should not be based upon how they treat you. The way you treat people, Jesus says, you treat them the same way that you would want to be treated. You know how you want to be treated, right? You, if, 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 if your head is right, you want to be treated real good. You want, be pe you want people to be really nice to you, right? He says, now, I want you to do to them as you would have them do to you. So here's, here's the thing. Here's what Jesus is really saying here. He's saying, that, look, look, look. Um, you can't even try to claim that you're acting the way you're acting because they did this to me. No. Jesus don't hear that. Because he's called, remember, he's called you to be a high-definition Christian. He says, I called you to live up here. So then my action is not going to be predicated upon you. The way I live my life is based on my relationship to him. And so I get my barking orders for him. So how I respond to you is how he tells me to respond to you. I don't respond to you based on how you treat me. How many know when you get free of that, people will wonder what's wrong with you. And how many know you will stand out high definition? Amen. That's high definition right there, brother. That's high definition. That's high def love. That's where it is right there. You really want to make an impact? You really want to be different? There it is right there. I'm not going to treat you the way you treated me. I'm going to treat you totally opposite. You talked about me. You lied on me. You tried to sabotage me. You tried to, but, but you know what? I ain't going to treat you like that. I'm going to love you. And watch this. Watch this. Here's the big one. I'm not only going to tangibly show you that love. I'm going to ask God to give me a heart of love for you. Because I want my heart to be pure. How many you know what I'm talking about? Amen. I don't want my heart to be contaminated with hate. How many know it's nasty? You've got a hating spirit, a mad spirit, a vengeful spirit. How many know that's nasty? It's, a, it's, a, it's nasty. What's that stuff they used to give my mom used to give me for sickness, Castro? What's that stuff? Nasty. Don't want it in my spirit. I want to be free. I want to be free as a bird to enjoy my Savior and to walk in his favor. I want to be a, I want to be a difference maker in the earth. I'm telling you today, you may hear it or not. This is how you make a difference. Amen. This is how you're going to make a difference in the earth. This is how you're going to win those coworkers back to you. This is how you're going to win people that don't like you and vice versa. Because I don't want to say you're a Christian. And you don't, I don't want to say that. I want to believe that no Christian dislike nobody. I would love to believe that. I would love to believe that no Christian hate anybody. I would love to believe that, but I live in the real world. But it doesn't negate the fact that Jesus has given us a responsibility to go beyond that. 
He's saying, I want you to be high definition. But, but you know, Jesus take it even further. Look what he says in verse, <laughs> verse 32. He says, but if you love those who love you, boy, he says, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. How do you know I'm, I'm, I'm preaching the word this morning? Amen. All right. Jesus says that you don't even get credit. He said, how do you know it's easy to love people to love you back? <laughs> well, it's easy to love people to treat you right, isn't it? How much effort do that take you? <laughs> how much effort, brothers, sisters, how much effort does it take you to love people that you love and y'all get along great and there's nothing there? I mean, but it's easy for you to walk in and Lifeway Christian bookstores uh, and family books and buy them a nice gift. It's, I mean, it's easy for me to love Yolanda, amen? I mean that, easy. Hey, easy for me to love Brother Evan. We get along fine, man, no problem. Don't, no, work on, no work on my part. But boy, let it be somebody that really wronged me and hurt me, I mean, no. That's when it gets really, really hard. Here's what God says. He says, if you don't love like I'm telling you, he said, you ain't getting no special credit just because you loving your brothers. You should love your brothers. You should love those. You should love everybody. Amen? Amen. But he said, don't think that you're getting credit with me just because you love people to love you back. He said, you get no credit for that. So what is he doing? He said, I'm calling you to a higher standard. I want you to love People who don't love you. See, that's where he's drawing this distinction. He said, now, he even goes further. He said, now, if, you, if somebody lends you something. God knows some of you, you're funny about your stuff. <laughs> if, if somebody, if you lend somebody something and they don't give it back, Jesus said, look, don't worry about it. Now, I know some of you, you'll call the police. You're going to get a warrant. You're going to send a hit man. You, I want my stuff. Y'all know how y'all, come on, y'all. Y'all know how y'all, you know, somebody, I mean, they, man, that was mine. You asked me, you, now, now let, me, let me say this. Let me hasten, let me hasten to say that. As a Christian, Amen. Amen. So we're not talking about, uh, we're, not, we're not talking about, um, um, uh, uh, you know, Christians. We're talking because Christians, we don't do that, right? I mean, we, we're people of our word. We're people of integrity. But what if you got a neighbor across the street and they come and they borrow your lawnmower and you know that and they ain't bringing it back. I mean, you made even a couple phone calls. What do you do? Hey, no, no, just like, no, the people in the world, you know what they do? People in the world, man, they go back. Uh, what's the lady, uh, Judge Wapner? Who, who's the other lady? Judy. Judge Judy called. I want, I want my stuff. God says you, as a Christian, he said, look, if they take, they take advantage of you, take it. Don't worry about it. Don't expect it back. See, that's why for me, I figure out a way how to do that. This is me now. This is, I may, I, maybe I shouldn't say this, but, but I hope y'all take it in the right spirit. See, here's what I do. I don't lend you nothing that I ain't ready to depart with. See, if I can't give it to you, then I don't lend it. My son, I had, you know, we had a problem with our lawnmower, and we kept breaking my lawnmowers. And so I, this one neighbor said, I, I want to borrow your lawnmower. I said, no, I'll cut your grass. <laughs> I will cut, but I don't lend out my lawnmower. I'm not ready to part with it. Because once I part with it, 
I'm thinking about, come on, I may not ever get that back. And you know what, you know what God is telling me to do? Let it go. Let it go. How do you know? That's very different than your normal way of thinking, right? Amen. Because y'all tell the truth. You know you're like, no, no, that's mine, pastor. And I'm going to go get a warrant. Don't come cancel me, tell me, pastor, I want to, this guy down the street, what should I do? Because I know you work for the police department, pastor. Can you give me some <laughs> advice? Yeah, love him and forget about it. In fact, go buy him some extra gas and drop it off at the front door. Want to be different? Or you want to be like everybody else? That's what this is all about, right? Do you want to be different? Or do you want to be like everybody else and make no impact? Christian is more to Christianity than, than just saying I'm a Christian. How I many know, boy, when we really start to live this stuff, boy, I mean, it's earth shaking. This is some good stuff. I'm addicted to this. Amen? Amen. I'm addicted to this. And I'm, in closing, I got I to finish because I'm starting to lose some of you. But, but, but I'm going to finish with this. Jesus said this in verse 35. He sums it up. He said, love your enemies. Do good and lend, hoping for nothing in return. I didn't say that. Because y'all can go back and say, man, I can't believe what Pastor said. I'm going to give you the verse. Luke chapter 6, verse 35. <laughs> go blame it on Jesus. I'm just repeating what he said. Don't shoot the messenger. Amen. I just preach the Bible. If you don't like the Bible in this church, you're going to have a very difficult time. I just tell it like it is. I don't try to sugarcoat it. I just give it to you like I'm held to that. I can't go. I wish I could tell you something different, but I can't. I would be forfeiting my responsibility as a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And as much as I love you, I, I, you're not that important. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but, but love your enemies. He sums it up, verse 35, do good and lend, hoping for nothing in return. But look at what Jesus said. He didn't just say, do it and left it like that. He said, and your reward will be, you will get a reward in heaven. Is that what he said? What did he say? Oh, great. He said, boy, he said, if you love like this, this is deep. He says, your reward will be great. Great means, I mean, I, let me know if I give you, if I say I can bless you from what I got, you know, your blessing is going to be marginalized if, if it's all about getting something from me. But he owns everything. Uh, the earth, everything in it belongs to him. And if he says that I'm going to bless you with a great reward, I mean, no, there's certain people you'd like to get a blessing. As a kid, I used to have some couple, you know, people that had some money. That I used to love when they came around for Christmas. God, I know I was going to get blessed real good. The other folk I know I can get a car, and, you know, a pair of socks. But there was, there was a couple of uncles that I knew, boy, when they came around, I'm going to get a good blessing. Because I knew they, that knew they, their cupboards were a little bit more expensive. How do you know that God is rich? Amen. Uh, he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He owns it all, right? He owns it all. He said, look, if you love like this, this is God's promise. He says, your reward will be great. God said, I'm going to bless you real good. The question is, do you want to take him up on it? That's the question. He said, I'll bless you. He said, I'm going to make it so that, <laughs> that everybody else is going to know that I bless you. He said, your reward is going to be great. For coming from God, that's big. I don't know about you, but I want that. Whatever it is. And I'm not just talking for some of you. It's not just about materialism. Materialism is temporary, amen? amen. 
I mean, the, the, the good things in life, peace, joy, happiness, excitement. And that's, that's, that, I want all of that. I mean, that's, now I want the other stuff too, you know, but after, you know, I want all of it. But God said, I'm going to bless you because you're a high definition. He said, because you're doing something that nobody else want to do. And because you're doing that, watch out. I close his sermon with this. He says, if you read those following verses there, he says that be just like me, be like your father. He says, when you do this, then you will be my sons, you'll be my daughters, and you'll be a glory. I want you to be merciful. You know why? Because that's who I am. I'm a merciful God, so you be like me. Be like me. I say it again, and I'm going to close with this word. The best way to overcome your enemy is to make him your friend. If you've got an image in your head right now, and the Holy Spirit has put somebody there. Now, I don't know, and it, by the way, and if you're trying to rationalize it like, no, no, it can't be, not. Look, don't, right. If the, how many know when God speaks? Just listen. Ain't but one thing to do when God speaks. Okay, Lord, here I am. Don't argue with God because you ain't going to win. I tried that. Don't work. <laughs> he ain't going to change. He's not going to acquiesce to your way of thinking. He's never going to do that because he's God. But if the Holy Spirit has convicted you this morning about how you need to treat your enemy, then I want you to really prepare your heart, seek the Lord, and figure out a way to go and be everything he just described there in Luke chapter 6. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed. God, we thank you for your word this morning. God, we thank you that you are life. And God, we thank you that you love us.